You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Good. Um, yeah, do you know? It's um, it's weird. It's weird how f- like I was never into f- like I was kind of into fitness in middle school mm-hmm. because I remember, and this is like really cheesy for the reason why, but I remember in middle school, um, there was like these two kids that had six packs, and I don't, I didn't care but these two dudes had six packs and i remember the girls i heard overheard the girls talking about it and from then i was like oh so i need to like care about my stomach um and that's when i was like i was kind of working out like oh, i'll do some pull-ups and push-ups and i'll just run yeah yeah just for like fun um i didn't really care about fitness until hockey and then when hockey came into my life i realized oh you need to be fast you need to be strong you need to be agile and that's when i was doing like planks and I was doing like wall sits and I was doing pull-ups you know you watch enough hockey movies and you mm-hmm. see all the guys doing it and you just I just I just imitated what I saw on screen and then fitness didn't really take a sharp turn until uh, martial arts so even through college I was all about the gym after well actually this is funny my fit I cared about fitness until like high school and then sophomore year just fell off and I stopped giving a shit I didn't okay. do anything fucking nothing I rode my bike. I played roller hockey for fun. I shot. Well, you stayed active. I stayed active, but I wasn't like working out. But, yeah. you know, uh, I I started gaining weight in freshman year of college because I never cared about the gym. And that's when my roommate, who's a model, <laughs> was going to okay. the gym all the time. And he he always invited me. He never like made fun of my weight or like, like the gut I was forming or anything. But he was mm-hmm. just saying like, you want to come to the gym? I'm going. Like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to play some, like, you know, NFL or whatever. He's like, okay. And then one day I left the shower and I was brushing my teeth and I saw myself with a gut. And for once I had like a perspective of myself where I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. My body's changing. Like, I never thought my body would change, Mm. you know? And when I saw my body changing, I thought, whoa, my body can change. I had no idea. It was. It wasn't like I'm gross. It was more just wow. I can't fucking believe if I don't take care of this, this happens. Like there's a cause and effect that I just saw. Yeah. The ramen, the fast food, the drunken pizza. Like it all affects me. It's not Mm -hmm. just oh I'm invincible. Whatever. I'm fine. And then the next day, I remember I said, "Yo, I'm going to the gym," and he said, "Good. Well, I'm going. If you want to come with." And then boom, I haven't stopped since. But in college, it was just for looks. So college, the only thing that drove me to want to do it was don't you want to like look good, right? Which is, uh, don't get me wrong, it's a totally good me- uh, a motivator for people sure. if you just want to look good naked. 100% that's a good motivator. But for me, it was not an inspirational thing. It was a motivator for me to just go, get your ass in the gym so your body looks good. Naked, right. right. You're 19 years old, you're going to look like this for the rest of your life. That, that was the mindset. And then I remember starting to get inspired by the gym because I had a lot of friends that were athletes. Mm. So I saw what the football team was doing. They were doing deadlifts. They were doing cleans. I remember seeing uh, my my friend Sully who uh, played soccer. He was doing like agility drills in the hallway. I remember seeing a lot of people doing things that weren't just curls, bench press, you know, tricep extensions, like hammer curls, the basic shit, like like leg extensions and leg presses i saw shit that was actually like 
it was functional and it was cool. I didn't realize the purpose of it, but I started challenging myself. Oh, can I balance on this board? Oh, can I, can I, how fast can I go through this ladder? Like how high can I jump? Yeah. How, like, and that slowly planted the seeds of my body as a machine. And then that of course, like came together with martial arts. When there's George St. Pierre taking apart Josh Koscheck and me thinking, how can my body do something like that? Cause I can barely balance on a board. How can I throw somebody like up and down and then move to their side and then start wailing on them? How could I do that? Because it's not as easy as it looks, and I knew that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what kicked me off. And then, you know, I was playing hockey a lot more intensely, and I was training a lot more, and everything fed into training. Everything fed into functionality, and it still is. I still do everything for the sake of functionality. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that that's for me, that's where it came from. But this is all just a giant bubble to say it's easy for me to find the drive to go because at this point it's because I want to maintain my body to perform in hockey. I want to be able to be injury free from martial arts. I want to be able to wake up and be able to go do X, Y, and Z hike with people, or I want to wake up and be able to go to hot yoga, or I want to be able to, you know, play three nights a week in hockey and I need to be able to have the durability. So there's a direct like before that started this the thing that keeps it going for me that's easy is there's a direct cause and effect my cardio is good therefore i can play hockey better Mm. i have more strength therefore i feel better when i play this game i have more flexibility therefore i feel better in positions in martial arts i have more coordination because i've been doing agility drills and like mobility drills that translate directly into sparring or whatever what have you or or bag drills or pad drills and stuff like that so for me, it's very easy to be like, yeah, this for this, A for B, do more A, get more B. Yep. It's So now it's easy. Now it's easy. But before, it's weird because it's been this peak and valley. I've never stopped. You know, kind of like we were talking about before, how you said you were taking a break. Like, I've never fully stopped. And it's weird because when I do because of injury or like I, I just went on vacation. That's why we were gone for so long. By the way, side note, sorry, it's been a while for this. It's, yeah, we've been has. life's gotten the way. We've been doing a lot of stuff. <clears throat> but um, it's 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 easy for me to maintain that back up is, is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Is what I'm saying. What about you? Like, were you did you ever care about fitness when you were younger or no? Uh, I first started getting into it between seventh and eighth grade. Um. And at that point, it was more cardio-based. It was more treadmill. I played a a shit ton of Dance Dance Revolution growing up. I'm a huge fan of that game. Um, So, I mean, I was playing that hours every day. Well, Um, well, what what motivated it? Were you just playing DDR and you were um, like, I need to do more DDR? Here's the thing. Like, back in the day... I'm, I mean, you know me. I'm kind of a, a laid-back, quiet person. Um, You're very laid-back. Yes. And the thing is, is growing up, I wasn't really, shocker, like a, a popular kid. No, neither um, was I. No. You know, I was the the chunkier kid with the glasses and, you know wearing the outfits that the you know that the cool kids weren't necessarily wearing and so you get made fun of or you get picked on and bullied yeah and it was around that time you know all i kept thinking was man like i i cannot go through this in high school 
Really? You thought that in middle school? Yeah, because I was like, I've, you know, here I am in my seventh year going through this. Like, I got to do something. And it was like, towards the end of seventh grade, um, I was like, all right, well, my parents have a treadmill. Let me just start with that. Okay. And I would do the treadmill, you know, every so often, started liking it. Um, and then into summer going into eighth grade, a bunch of my school friends introduced me to dance dance revolution at the arcades back when there were arcades. And I just couldn't believe, cause I was like, wow, like how is this, you know, I mean, this is easy. You're just stepping on buttons. But when I went and tried it for the first time, I couldn't believe the cardio that was involved. Right. You know, especially depending on your difficulty, you know, how often you're actually stepping right, or jumping. And then I found out you can buy it for your home. Yeah. You can get the pad. And so I bought the pad. I bought the game. And, I mean, it took a little while at first getting the eye and foot coordination going. Uh, but as soon as I got down, you know, got that down pat, like I said, I mean, literally hours, maybe four or five hours a day, every day. And I just stuck with it. And the thing is, is that was it was fun. It was motivating because of the music, the updates, yeah. the graphics. I'm into video games anyway, so it's like I'm getting my video game fix and I'm uh, staying active at the same time. Right. Um, you know, not to mention, I also did a lot of what you said you did. You know, I rode my bike. I hung, I hung out with friends, played basketball, you know, so it's not like I was a couch potato or anything 24-7. Um, but then it wasn't until maybe towards the, I would say mid eighth grade. And then going into high school, I started getting into weightlifting. Okay. Um, and I'll, and I'm going to preface this. Like I've always been, I've never been fit. I've never been skinny, but I've had slim points in my life. Whereas I've, you know, you could see it in the face, you could see it everywhere else, but I still kind of had a little bit of a stomach. You know, I've just always been that guy. Well, I was going to say, that's that's possibly also genetics. Like, you can't control it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I've always had a stomach on me, um, but I've had slim points in my life. And it was about freshman year of high school, I really started getting into uh, weightlifting, especially in gym, um, just hitting the weight room. You yeah, know, yeah. I wouldn't participate in anything else. I would just go lift weights. Um. I did again. I didn't necessarily get jacked or ripped. I mean, I my arms were a little bit more defined back in the day, but again, I still had, you know, a neglected torso. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, and then obviously after high school, you know, I tried to keep up with it. Actually, when I first met you, when we worked together at the hotel, um, at that time I, I was at my heaviest. I was like two oh five. And I was like, wow, I can't even believe I like surpassed 200 pounds. And I started working out every other day again. I managed to get down to 190. Started plateauing, though, but I just I was maintaining it at that point. Um, and that's when I actually then bought Rush Fit because you recommended it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just doing my own thing at when I was living at home. You know, my parents had the treadmill. They had a bunch of weights. I mean, I had everything living at home. I didn't have to go to the gym. Um, and then life happened, you know, then you, you move out, move in with your soon to be wife, 
you know, you're living together and then you realize like, wow, like I just don't have time to do that stuff. You know, I want to, you know, it started every other day and then it was like, okay, maybe a couple times a week. And then it was just like, oh, well, I'm just going to gain weight. You know, not that I want to, but I, there's, I don't have time to do anything. Uh, yeah, you know, um, trying to think since then started taking up Ikey because you recommended it. Uh, I actually, it's funny because I had asked you about Brazil. I think it, I, it was BJJ I was asking you about and you're like, oh, well, you should check out Ikey instead. And that's when I checked out the school and I did that for a couple years with you. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I, it's funny cause even Carly noticed like my endurance was up. Um, not that I was fit, but there was definitely, there was a physical difference for sure. When you were um, doing Aikido Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. Well, you're getting thrown, getting back up, getting thrown, getting back up. It's, we, yeah. we were doing rolls. We were doing like uh, like drop, like break falls. We were doing bag work. We were doing strikes on the bag. Right. Like that was a very, like it wasn't like a light class. It wasn't yeah, just, no. oh, no, we're not sweating. No, I sweat through my undergarments every class. That yeah. was like my gi had to dry after every class. That yeah, was not yeah. a It was definitely class. something like my body never went through, especially with any other martial arts that I've done over the years but right right um but even when i had to give that up you know it's like i just didn't do anything and hey then big old 240 comes around and you're that's when you realize like holy shit like i i can't believe it's gotten to this point and uh i think that's when i started contacting you couple years ago it's been a couple years now right you for i remember because we fell out of contact because i got a new job and i yeah. was I, my life was just a fucking whirlwind for yeah three years at, i mean more than three years but um i remember you reached out to me you just said hey what's up <laughs> and i was i was going uh not much man just working <laughs> staying busy you know the fucking usual you know me and yeah, I remember you asking me because I, I wrote something. I wrote up a giant thing for you. Oh yeah, I, I still have a, it. I wrote yeah. up a giant fucking. Thing I have the for emails you. and everything. Still. Yeah, I yeah. wrote up like food, what I would recommend, like smoothies, like meal prep ideas, certain ingredients for things, like nutritional facts for things. I wrote about what I thought for a workout plan, shit like that. I mean, um, yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, and I. It's funny too because even then, there was one moment. And here's the thing. There was a reason why I knew I was 240 pounds. And even then, I don't know if I would have... I probably would be heavier today if I didn't know that information then. What information? My, here's what happened. This is when we were first starting to potty train my daughter. Okay. So I bring her to the toilet. And she's on the toilet and she's looking on the floor. She sees the bathroom scale covered in dust. Yeah. Because my wife and I, we don't care. We don't use it. Yeah. Daddy, what's that? Oh, that's a scale. It tells you how heavy you are. Oh, and she's still looking at me confused. And I said, here, I'll show you. And if it wasn't for that demonstration, I'd probably be even fatter. Honestly. That was like the... That, that was, was like when, moment. Because I was I, like, yeah, honey, yeah, look. And I looked at the number. Whoa, 241. Holy shit. 241 pounds. That's and that's... It's almost double my body Here's weight. the thing. And I actually had a long beard, too. It was probably like two inches long. 
I mean, I was just going through this weird phase. My my psoriasis was just out of control. Like, if, well, the diet is the biggest thing about it, dude. Oh yeah, big time. Because for me, I cut out dairy. Yep. Gone. Really? I cut out when I cut out dairy, and I like even sugar aggravates it a bit. But when I cut out like bread, like carbs gets carbs kind of do it. Like carbs and fat kind of do it, but fat I mean like from dairy, like butter. But um, when I cut out dairy. So switch to almond milk, no cheese. Um, when I cut out sugars for the most part, so I have like maybe what a cookie, cookie like two cookies on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. That was my treat. I would take a, I still do it. I take a cookie and I put peanut butter yeah, on it. Yeah. And I eat a cookie. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but I cut down from like chocolate every day down to when I cut out dairy and that. It took a while, but once my body got it out of its system, which I think was like maybe a month and a half. All of a sudden, just it started to go away. Hmm. And the second I spend, like, I was just on vacation, right? One week of not following rules like that, of just eating butter, fucking scones and toast with butter and shit and what have you, just shit with dairy, just butter, started popping up again. Hmm. In one week. One week. Seven days. Seven days of eating like that. And just fucking poop. I remember noticing it being like, whoa, same same kind of moment that you had like your scale moment and my yeah. mirror moment when it was, ooh, A causes B. This is very obvious now. Yeah. It's a direct correlation. Fuck. And then the second I got home, I was just, I can't wait to not eat these things yeah. <laughs> so I can yeah. get it back under control. And it's just amazing too because I could even remember like having four 12 packs of soda in my fridge. Oh, see, that's, yeah, that's, you know. And, dude, it was bad. I mean, drinking... Not only was I... I mean, you want to talk about drinking soda every day. (sighs) This is no joke. Okay. Every two weeks, maybe, my wife and I would go through four 12-packs of soda with the cans. Um, Holy shit. And I mean, like, after work, I'd come home. It's almost like someone, you know, someone coming home after work, cracking open a... A ki- beer. A beer. Except it would be five or six. Well, yeah, because you don't get drunk off of a soda. Right. So I would have, like, five or six every day after work. Then it got to a point where I was bringing one with me to work and then still having five or six after work. Um. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, so I mean, even just that transition, cutting out soda and just, I'll, I'll, dude, I only drink water and Crystal Light at this point. I don't, I still drink soda on occasion. That's like a treat for us. You know, it's like, oh, you know what? We haven't gone out in a while. Let's go out to eat, whatever. You know, I think I'm gonna have a soda. Like that's like me with beer. Yeah, like, like no, it's, it's, it's a, have a beer. one one once in a while is not gonna kill you. No, but. Yeah, as soon as I saw that number on the scale, that was the revelation. It was like, wow. Then I started looking in my fridge. Well, this is why. I started looking in my cabinets. Yep, because oh, Velveeta mac and cheese. Okay, yep. Sugary cereals, yeah. cookies. Yep, Doritos and chips. I mean, Fritos. I remember buying Walmart carries these big cases of full-size candy bars. And there's Ooh, probably like 20, good. probably about 15 <laughs> to 20 candy bars. And it's like so many Snickers, so many things, M&Ms, and whatever. I'd buy, like, two of those just to keep in the house. So it's like, oh, soda and a candy, and I'll have, like, three candies. 
yeah, it was so, it was bad, man. Well, here's the thing. I think I'm I'm lucky because I don't have a sweet tooth like that. Like if you said you can never have candy again or cake or it's not that you know it's not like I'm gonna relapse and it's like oh shit I just had fucking frosting like <laughs> you know time to go off the deep end I my willpower is definitely stronger than that I mean like I said we my wife and I still treat ourselves occasionally and we're we're fine that you know going back to our daily routine the next you know um, but yeah it, it's you know just what we've been working on in the last like year and a half, two years, you know, it's, um, I haven't lost like a shit ton. I've lost a hell of a lot more, you know, since I, I've started for sure. And I even feel better. Um, and I think even mentally I'm in a better place too, because now I know like I cannot go back to that place. And I right, know, right, right, right. and it's, it's, it's kind of ironic because as a chef, I should know like these foods do this to you. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it was like, I guess it's like an alcoholic working at a bar. You know, it's like I'm, I'm, I have like this food addiction and I'm a chef type of thing. And I had to learn in the beginning how to control my habits. Right, right. You know, especially when I'm working with pastries and yeah. Dude, it's hard. Do you know how hard that is? Yeah. Oh well, I I did. I worked with I did you. Know. I worked with you. I did the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. there's French fries. Oh, here's. Oh, you cook. Yeah. You have extra cookies. Yeah. Oh, it's been a lot easier though. I would the the last like year and a half. I mean, I can make whatever, and I have just no craving for it because I look. I don't look at it as food. Um, I look at it as oh, it's just a product. Right. That me as the employee, I have to serve and to the consumer like it's just a product that makes it easier you know so when i see it as a product not a consumable delectable delight then it changes your mindset what's it it, i remember uh when i first moved out um after college and i moved out and my media thought was i have to buy my own food Mm -hmm. so first i thought well i need to buy something cheap and i i always been made fun of this made fun of for this but i and i still do it to this day i will buy the highest macro nutrient nutrient dense cheap food i could find so i started eating healthier out of the fact that i couldn't afford food so it was just rice and beans beans are under if you get a good deal i was getting i remember uh, store brand name beans on, at 50 cents a can mm. and I could buy what 20 cans oh yeah for like 10 bucks yeah that would last me like a week and a half and that was good protein and fiber rice five pounds of rice always got five pounds um, that was a good deal eggs always got good deals on like the the double cartridge of eggs the mm. store name eggs and frozen mixed vegged like not or not even mixed you usually got better deals just getting like just the just the peas or just the carrots yeah yep. so i still remember i was getting i was getting that for like over a year before i started being able to afford with ease ooh chicken mm. or ooh pork so i mean i still do that to this day i still eat really really simple like that because i feel good off of it and it's healthy but i mean when I was working with you, and we had we were in a, in a kitchen. You remember 
Like the ooh-la-la burger and shit like that. How about like, that chili bread ball we attempted to make? Yeah, like, dude, like, yeah. we fucking... I would 100%. I, here's the thing, and I, I said this a lot more back in the day, and I don't say it as much because I feel like I preach when I say it, and I don't want to be some kind of preacher because I don't think I'm some kind of Instagram fitness model preacher guy who could really say these things. But I remember everybody would always say, especially when they work out with me, and they would say, oh, yeah, I want to, can I work out with you? And I would say, oh, sure, this is my workout, just keep up. And they would come and they would be dying. And I remember them saying like why do you do this and i just said well it's to push myself and they said but you do this all the time i said yeah and they said you're already so skinny why that that was the big thing you're already so small why do you do all this i was i remember saying well it's it's because it's not that hard like anybody could do it right it's really not that hard it's just the it's and i always equated it to this metaphor anybody can jump into the the freezing cold pool it's just when you mentally can say fuck it and then you just make your body jump mm. then you're in the pool it's just there's this weird block we all have to originally just say oh it's cold i don't want to do it yeah yep. it sucks we all know it sucks it's not and this is what i said to one of my friends who she was trying to lose weight and i was trying to tell her i was like look i don't i don't enjoy this i don't love eating frank's hot sauce with eggs rice and beans and frozen peas seven days a week. That's not my favorite thing yeah, that eat. really good. Yeah, right? But like, I was like, that's not my favorite thing. On I, I wish I could have steak and eggs with gorgonzola with a baked potato and like grilled mm. asparagus. That's what I want to eat. I want to eat sushi. But guess who doesn't have money? This guy. So guess who's eating that? Me. So could I like try to find ways to cheat and splurge more money on it? I could, but I don't. That's how it's easy. And I, I was saying it's... She was saying, oh, I can't bother to work out. I said, you can. I'm not magical because I go into a gym and pick up something and put it down a bunch of times. <laughs> it's, I'm not special for doing that. I'm not special for doing it in my room. I did Rush Fit, the whole program in the intermediate. Uh, I did the intermediate program when I first did Rush so you Fit. you did it twice. No, no, no. I did it. I started at the intermediate program. Oh. So you know how they have three levels? Yeah, yeah. I started at intermediate. Because that was me saying, I'm going to do a program and take it seriously. Was it hard to commit and stay consistent? Yes. That's why a lot of people fail. It's hard. It's hard to stay consistent. The amount of days I had to do shit at random time frames and hours because my schedule didn't line up for me to do an hour and a half, like a 90-minute fucking session of a video workout. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. But I did it. And I remember finishing it and seeing my number improvements and thinking, holy fuck. And that set the foundation for my fitness. That was not easy but i remember saying just i just did it yeah you just do it like going to the gym and doing a workout going home and doing a workout you're i'm not special for doing these things it's just it's just it's jumping into the pool and that's the metaphor i always used because that's the exact it's the literally the exact same moment like just yesterday was this moment i was thinking oh i could just lay down and fuck around on my phone and like like watch uh, YouTube on the TV and just do whatever and do nothing. And that was the moment of you're not going to go in the pool. But then I, I, I know I need to go into the pool. So I go, oh, fuck it. Okay, fuck it. And I just go and I just get up. 
And then it's just fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Go, 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 go. Just keep moving, just keep moving. Just keep, grab your bag, keep moving, keep moving. Get changed. Okay, keep moving, keep moving. Grab your coat, get the keys. Okay, we're going out the door. And then you get outside. It's like, fuck, it's cold. I could be in bed. It's like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. You get in the car and then you go, okay. Woo, I'm going. I'm committing. <laughs> like, it's not like. It's not like I, I'm just sitting around at home and go, ooh, gym time, and like, and I'm already all set, and I'm like skipping and whistling out, out yeah. to the car. And no, that's not what I am. Like, I know people think that because of my consistency or just my lifestyle. No, it's a fucking. I struggle just as much as the next person. The difference yeah. is I just have the ability to hit the fuck it button better than that person, <laughs> and that's why I'm consistent. That's it. That's that's why I say there's no magic to it. There's no special thing. Like the like if you look at these Instagram models, mm. they're not special because they have bulging muscles and an eight pack and they're able to do backflip burpees. The, yes, it's impressive, but that's because of their consistency and their ability to say fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Fuck yeah. it, I'm gonna do the hard thing. Fuck it, I'm gonna eat sweet potatoes. Fuck it, I'm gonna just have plain chicken. Fuck it, I'm just gonna have spinach and kale. Fuck it, I'm not gonna have pasta. Fuck it, I'm not going to eat bad on Thanksgiving. Fuck it, I'm going to make sure... Like, it's just the ability to hit the fuck it button. If you can hit the fuck it button enough times (laughs) for these moments, you'll do whatever. You'll be able to do it. But it's just... And it was funny because my friend, she didn't understand that struggle until I put it out there. And she was like, oh, you don't want to go? I'm like, no, I don't want to go. Are there times where I do want to go? Yeah, there's, of course, a few times like a week where I'm excited because I'm awake for some reason and Mm. I'm just the right mood struck and it's just a great timing and I'm going to the gym and I'm in an awake alert mood and I'm intent on going. But every other time I have to force myself to go. Yeah. I have to force myself to do these things. You Mm. know, it's just, that's the motivator, right? Like that's the, that's the fucking thing that makes it hard. That was me with martial arts. The amount of times I didn't want to go to class I don't want to drive a half an hour through traffic to get to a fucking class where I get beat up. The amount of times I just threw my shit in the car and I just got in, I was like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, just go, just fuck it, just go. All the time. <laughs> That's all the time. Yeah. It's just the fuck it button. Just hit it. Just hit it. But since our last episode, not to change gears too quickly, but we did some BJJ training. Mm. which was a good time and i wanted to get your first impressions of doing some bjj before we did gi and non-gi um before i give my impressions okay so what are your thoughts because we never because we saved them for this episode mm-hmm. we never discussed it outside of this right we, we said wait so first off anything i know i've had my my opinions about bjj on this podcast. Yes, you have. Um, although, to say... I, here's the thing. I, I don't... I never thought BJJ was necessarily a terrible martial art whatsoever. But doing it for the first time and just getting that experience... Like even strict, if it was just basic... Strict BJJ. Yeah. We didn't do jujitsu like the way like we did with Aiki, which is right. really judo and jujitsu and like hepkido and right exactly we did strict this is bjj these are the this is the rule this is what you do for this and that yeah i don't know if it was not having a sensei or an instructor hovering over you watching your every move (laughs) studying you or just the fact that it was a completely different experience martial art experience i had 
I can't remember the last time I had that much fun doing a martial art and enjoying it. Um, I think I even told you the first time I was like, I'm actually having like really, I'm about to throw up right now because my cardio <laughs> is shit, but I'm having a blast doing it. And actually, the first time we did it was with with Gi. Um, and the second time we did it was no Gi. And even those two different sessions, it's amazing the techniques that become either harder or easier. Yeah. Just from a uniform or the lack of. Right. Um, right. So, and obviously there were certain things that I, I learned. I, I continue to learn more and more about my body every time we work out or whatever. I mean, flexibility I knew was an issue with me. Um, and flexibility is clearly not an issue with you. <laughs> um, fucking escaping every, just everything. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, and it's not even like we we did anything insane so far. I mean, we've only, we've only done it twice, right? And right. we've done some basic drills. Um, I, I'm fucking loving it though so far. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I you, mean, I feel bad with, you know, any er- injuries you've sustained. Well, what is your current weight? 190? W- w- no, I, I wish I was 190. No, no, no. I'm, I thought you were down to like 185 last. Like That last was the goal to get to 185. Oh, shit. So what are you at? No, uh, when I was at my best, like when you and I were working out constantly. Right. I got down to 203. I'm, I'm up at like 218. Right now, okay. That's yeah. That's not too yeah. Bad, I, yeah. For for anybody that doesn't know, like the last like few weeks, I just because of just things going on in life, personal things. Um, I haven't really been that active, and I've been slipping on the diet. I gained like fourteen, fifteen pounds. Um, but I've been on back on track the last few days. So, yeah. No, the goal is to get to one eighty five. At this point. So I, I think th- it's a matter, like, just a side note. I think you can hit it if you find, like, I don't think that, so you do a lot of, like, crash work. So you kind of go, I'm going to sh- crash, this, this ship is current, this system is running on this command. I'm going to crash it. <laughs> and then I'm going to just take it from there. And that's what I mean, like, like when you, like, just, like, juice crash. It's a shock to the system to get it to change, which works, but it's not sustainable. Like, yeah, yeah. the thing that I do now is like easy. Like, so that's why it's easy for me to to maintain this, right? It's because I know I like, like for example, I like having canned fish and rice and hot sauce mm-hmm. with spinach. I eat that a lot. I know I like, you know, chickpeas, baked chickpeas for snacks. Mm-hmm. I know I like baby carrots and or just carrot slices to eat i know i like protein smoothies i know i like you know just like organic protein so in other words i found the things that i can easily get that are healthy and affordable and that's just what i eat all the time it's like i eat chicken i eat pork i eat ground turkey i eat canned tuna or canned sardines i eat a lot of eggs i Mm. eat rice i eat spinach or mixed frozen vegetables i eat protein powder with almond milk i snack on peanut butter I snack on bananas. I just told you everything I eat on a weekly basis. <laughs> That's all I eat. Yeah. Like that. So for me, I think if you found those items for you, like this is my go-to snack. I can always eat this. I like it. It's cheap. It's good for me. 
I, it's 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 easy to fit in my lifestyle. Boom. Or this meal is my go-to meal because I feel great when I eat it and it's easy to make and it's cheap and it's affordable. Boom. You have that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like once you find that, because I don't know if you have that. Probably. I don't think so. Yeah. See, you don't have that. So you're kind of just grasping at stuff to get you through the system. I think if you had stuff to fall back on all the time like that, I think mm. it would be easier. If you knew, oh, dinner X is easy, affordable, and it, it's healthy for me, and I really I crave it. Easy. Boom. Now, you're not worried about dinner. That, that's all set. Or breakfast if you eat breakfast or lunch or your snacks. Like, oh, my favorite snack is, I don't know, like celery sticks. Yeah. You know? Oh, easy. Cool. Celery with a little bit of sea salt or whatever. Cool. Or I like having roasted cashews with i don't know something fuckity fuck whatever i don't know i i that's just a side note i think if you had like a set template of like a palette of things you would like i love having collard greens and chard like cool you you wouldn't have a green you can always have yeah you know just oh i love having just a bowl of spinach with olive oil yeah yeah cool well guess what Real easy to do now, and now you know it. So yeah. compared to, oh, what should I eat? I don't know. Or what's healthy for me? I don't know. Just if you had go-to things, I think it would be easier. So now, what's your opinion on the last couple sessions? Um, I like gi jiu-jitsu more. I think I'm biased because of my years doing aiki jiu-jitsu, which is very traditional in the gi. But I think the gi is more practical. I know a lot of people will argue that saying no gi is more practical i don't think so i don't think i'm gonna be fighting somebody in the street who's sweaty and slippery with compression clothing on i think i'll fight somebody with a shirt a jacket a hoodie something that i can grip and rip something with handles Mm. i think that's why gi is much more applicable for real life situations um they're gonna probably be wearing pants so it'll be easier um i don't like some of the so I'm all about efficiency and practicality, right? If you can't tell by now, by all the shit I say, such as like my diet, right? Um, And I said this to you in one of the sessions. I just said, why would you do that? It just makes no sense to do that when like my eyeball is right there or my throat's right there or, you know what I mean? Just like, like, this is stupid. I would never put you in this position to do this to me because I'm completely open and vulnerable. You could just do whatever you want. I know in BJJ, this is like... This is where I'm supposed to hold you and like guard or half guard or what have you, and I, I'm gonna transition my hip over and do X, Y, and Z. I know in the in the world of BJJ in that realm of rule set, yeah, that's what you do. But my mindset has been honed and hardened by Aiki Jiu Jitsu to be well, no, you could that person could grab a rock right there and just start smashing you or like tooth and nail. Yeah. yeah, It's just like, you wouldn't want to be in that position. And that's what sensei always said. Sensei always said, why would I do this whole guard thing when I could just hold you down and then just start ripping out your eyes as best as I could. (laughs) And it was like, Oh, that's, that's a very good point. That's, and he did that. Remember he, he did that to the BJJ guy who was trying to roll with him and he just kept tapping him on the head. And the guy didn't realize he was saying, well, you're totally exposed until he said, Oh, I got you. And he said, Oh, you didn't recognize my, my tapping. He said, your tapping wasn't doing anything. And sensei was like, Oh, Let's go again. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll actually do it this time. And he just grabbed him and pulled him in and then just like shoved his fingers in. <laughs> the guy just was screaming like that's that's exactly it. That's that that's the only thing I'd see in my mind. The whole thing in my mind, I just kept thinking, 
your head's are, like why is your head here i could just grab your ear and try to rip it off your skull yeah like this yeah. is such a bad position why are you in this position i could just be like taking this try to like why why are your hands you know in the middle it's like oh cool look at all these fingers i'm just gonna grab them and i'm gonna try to rip them off oh you're gonna fight that cool now here's your face and now i can just grab your face but that's not allowed it's just i, I think uh, you know that's it's funny you say that because i think that's exactly what it is it's almost like we're training for the sport of it well rather it is than, a sport it rather, is a sport yeah rather than like the self-defense well that's why they have street jujitsu and they have yeah. brazilian jujitsu we're doing brazilian which is the sport right it's it's just i don't like it i don't like the sport part of it you know what it is though i do find some tactics like I could see where some things could come in handy. But then again, like I said, we've only gone through two sessions. We don't know, you know, all of the, I guess, katas. No, 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 you're right. right. Do I think it's, there's, no, I totally, I totally think there's practicality and I totally think there's cool things about it. And I do like it. But to go like, again, like a, you know, five minutes on the ground, I think, you know, there's something wrong there. Yeah, well, again, well, that's the whole point. That's literally what the art is, though. Yeah. Is rounds on the ground, right? Yeah. I mean, um, that's why I kind of liked doing the live sparring with Sensei Fusco because it was, yeah, it was BJJ when it got to the ground, but it was striking, it was throwing, mm. it was wrestling, it was grappling on the ground, getting out of positions, it was taking strikes. It was basically like a live street fight in a way, which is what I really liked. But there were some BJJ stuff, but it wasn't. I'm not. I, I don't want to make a claim to the potential of what it can do and what it can be. But for me, I a prefer gi mm. instead of no gi, and b I kind of. I kind of wish it was just. It felt more practical to me. I have fun. Like I like learning the positions. I like learning the transitions and the moves. I like understanding it. I like I like live practicing. It's all it's all mm. fun. It's all great. But in the back of my head throughout the entire thing, I keep thinking, just why would I do that? this person on the ground? Why would I try to step to them when they're yeah, they're yeah. looking at me and they're able to kick like as like as a as a guard against me? Why would I do that? I would either look for a weapon around to grab and hit them with. <laughs> or I would disengage and get out of there. Yeah. Because I think that's because I've never done another martial I've never tried another martial art until now since Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. And Aiki Jiu-Jitsu is self-defense judo. And it's all about, especially the way we were taught, which was right. kill or be killed. So, yeah. oh, look, there's sand on the ground. Rub it in their eyes. You have yeah. change in your pocket. Throw it at them. Do whatever it takes. To You know, it's funny. Now that you from what you said earlier i think that's what i think that's why i like bjj it's the fact that when i was like oh you know i'm I'm having fun doing this i think it's because this is an art where it's about sport and not necessarily about self-defense which is which for me is a first well actually technically it's a first for both you know because either way we still come from backgrounds where it's you know all my arts and plus you with ike they were all self-defense based. This is the first time, like, oh, we're doing this for fun, like, for the sport of it. Right. Right. I mean, here's the... Here, and again, this is nothing against you. I really wish I could roll... I've Someone never, lighter. I've never trained with somebody my size. Yeah. I think the closest was Gina. Yeah. 
And it, it's still not the same as if she was uh, a guy who's my size. Um, don't get me wrong. She's strong and has great technique. And she was she's way better than me. But it was a matter of I've never gone full waza with somebody my size. Yeah. It's always been full waza against bigger people, mm. which is not fun. It's, it's just not. Yeah. It's it, the equivalent. Imagine if I was J size. Oh, yeah. And we kept yeah. doing everything we do together. <laughs> yeah. Like a party would be like, oh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> but it, it does suck. But you know what? I feel like in a way you there's a benefit for you to that, though. Oh, I understand. There's there's a pro to it to training, you know, because people. now it's like, God forbid, something does happen. Although we always say, oh, how when what are the odds? I'm actually going to get into a situation. Right. But what if it does happen and the guy happens to be like six two, you true. know, 250 pounds jacked? You know, true, true. how do you get out of that situation? True. I mean, that's why I kind of liked it more for self-defense of training against bigger people. Yeah. But in sport, technically, yeah, we're, sport, technically yeah, we're out of each other's size Yeah, in sport. Yeah. So we wouldn't be training together in, in, in an actual, like, dojo for this. Yeah. If we were going to, like, the, the Gracie school mm. that's nearby, we wouldn't be partners, probably, because you're not in my weight class. Yeah. And vice versa. You know what I mean? Yep. And it would be very different mechanics when you're not going against a little squirmy me and somebody who has similar size and flexibility as you do. Very different, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. And I bet you me going against somebody just as squirmy and loose as me would be an entirely different situation as well. I'm yeah. sure I would have to do a lot of things differently. Yep. You know? And and I and I think, you know what we should do at the end of this? We should go to like a free class at a school. Just to see like how they do things, and we're just and, we're, and we're like unofficial like brown belts or something. <laughs> yeah, no, we. It's like no, I've never trained. I've never trained at a. I've never done this at a school. What's a break fall? Like, <laughs> what? It's like we're doing rounds. You're just guillotining everybody. Just <laughs> getting everybody just Did from I do like, it right. <laughs> we're doing crazy shit. You're getting like ankle picks on people. Just. <laughs> People diving in, squirming out, throwing them into half, going into half guard and switching, transitioning to like north south. It's like, oh, ankle time. <laughs> no, but it would be cool to see because we don't have anybody else to train with. It would be right. cool to see if we trained like this. It see how we how it would be with people in our the differences. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. And like I said, too, just, I mean, and you make a good point, you know, especially when you have an instructor or like a sensei or wh- whoever um, actually watching to see what you're doing yeah. from their perspective and right. make sure you're getting the techniques down right and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of technique, let's talk about one of the best techniques ever or the best technician out there ever. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's John Bones Jones. Mm. So we're going to go there, people. We're going to talk about um, UFC 235 just really quick, just because some crazy shit happened. John Jones beat Anthony Smith. Were you surprised? I wasn't surprised by that. I know everybody was kind of having Smith as an underdog. Yeah. But so here's here's something I wanted. And to now get. I'm sorry, that was by decision, right? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to get your opinion on this. So everybody kept saying Anthony Smith had more experience, which he does. He has a significant amount of more fight experience in his professional career. 
And even Anthony Smith said this. These were his, his exact words. He said, John Jones, John Jones might be the better martial artist. I'm the better fighter. So I feel more confident in my ability to fight hmm. John Jones. Of course, he got his ass whooped that fight. But what do you think about that statement? Because that's a common thing that you and I have both dealt with, with being a martial artist versus a fighter, right? Right. Yeah, well, yeah, because a fighter just goes in there blindly swinging, right? Whereas a martial artist... Well, is that your definition of a fighter? Well, what I was going to say was that, like, a martial artist takes an appreciation, the history... It's not only the physicality of it, but where does it derive from? Like, the history of it. Well, and the traditions behind it, and right, and any of the ceremonial stuff, and the katas, and they put in the work. Whereas I'm not saying a fighter doesn't do that necessarily. I mean, they obviously train to keep up with their physical, you know, requirements. Exactly. Right. So per, let's go for let's go for a perfect example. We both agree, George Saint Pierre is possibly the greatest martial artist. Martial artist. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Of our time. Um. So who would you say is the greatest fighter to be his comparison? Anyway, class. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, class. Anybody. Greatest fighter. Right? Like, really compare that. It's hard. Hmm. Right? Because you immediately associate greatness with being a martial artist, not being a fighter. At least in the world of MMA. In boxing, you're either a boxer or you're... Well, no, you're really a boxer, right? You might be called an athlete, but you're pretty much a boxer. In right. MMA, you're a martial artist, you're a fighter, you're an athlete. You're you're one of those three. Mm-hmm. George St. Pierre, we both agree, is a perfect example of a martial artist. Yes. So what is a perfect example of a fighter in the UFC? Damn. Right? I got one. He actually fought in this card. I would say Robbie Lawler. There you go. Is a fighter. Holy, and the the this fight too <laughs> Robbie was Lawler like watching Benaskin. Lawler from like 10 years ago it was man. the ferocious Lawler holy shit it was the guy who had fire who looks like he wants to just yes. eat your soul some of the hits that guy took Ben Askren and you know what yeah. to his credit he took him he ate him um yeah no it was it was like seeing old school Robbie in Quite that rough. ring I love that Robbie not that he's never hungry but I feel like it was like, this is the Robbie we love. He's healthy. He's happy. Yeah. He's in a good place. Yep. Yeah. Well, here's another thing. Even though... So, I don't... You and I both really don't title the 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 word fighter with being a derogatory term. No, it's no. It's just different. And to me, Robbie is a fighter. He's a guy who... How can I put it? Like, Robbie... There's a certain type... It's like they have... um. They go in there with heart and mind. You know what I mean? Not that a martial artist doesn't. I feel like a martial artist, it's it's like how you put it. It's like they go in knowing this is going to be a game of chess with our bodies. Right? A fighter goes in there with pride, like honor. Like they're doing this like it's something inside of them. And that's so their motivation. It, 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 we could, I probably interchange fighter with warrior. Like a pride thing or warrior. Okay. Right? Like a Matt Brown Yes. Who is kind of just, I want to go out and kill or be killed. Yeah. Like, kill me tonight. You know, it's just that kind of weird mindset of just, mm. I want to I wanna die in that octagon. 
And George, on the other hand, is like, what? No, I'm scared. I don't want to fight. I don't want to do this. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I think, I think that there's. But here's the thing. Matt Brown's a very seasoned martial artist. He's a, a good Muay Thai practitioner. He's traveled the world, especially his accounts, his, his recounts in going to Cuba to train with uh, martial artists down there. Like he's, he trained, he, he is a martial artist, but I think when he steps into that cage, he is a fighter first. It's a different animal. Yeah. So here's the thing. Very similar. I think George St. Pierre in his life is a martial artist, but when he steps in that octagon, I think he's an athlete. I like that, right? I like that. I think I think I think a lot of people fit the fit the mold of being a martial artist or warrior, and they turn into one. They turn into something else in the octagon. So like Tyron Woodley, I think is a martial artist, one hundred percent. I think he's a martial artist. I, I remember him getting his uh, his uh, his BJJ belt after one of his wins, and he was crying because he was he, he cared more about the BJJ belt than he cared about his actual belt, right? <laughs> because he was so happy about that. Um, and I think he's a martial artist, but I think he's an athlete when he steps in. You know, I think uh, Kamara Usman, I think he is a athlete when he steps in. I think he is a, I think he's a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, and these are, of course, all just anecdotal, right? We can both just have our opinions on it. But mm-hmm. that's, that's how I look at it. Um, speaking of Tyron Woodley and Kamara Usman. Were you surprised that Tyron Woodley lost or no? I actually didn't see that fight. That's fine. I'm just talking about the um, outcome. I'm just, I'm just talking about the outcome. Seeing as he's been undefeated for how long? A few Hol- years. Holding that title? Uh, I want to say three years. Two, three years. Then again, I'm not really familiar with the other guy. Kamara Usman? Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Nigerian Nightmare? Um, Kamara Usman is a phenomenal wrestler. So if you don't know what happened in the fight, he beat the living hell out of Tyron Woodley. He ragdolled him. He picked him up, threw him, slammed him, kept him down. Yep. He out-wrestled Tyron Woodley, and he was was clipping him on the feet, and then he just took him down. Damn. It was... So Kamara Usman, I, I remember, I've been looking at him for a while. He's such a good wrestler. He is the prototypical guy who has the ability to dictate the fight. Where it takes place. A lot of people can wrestle in MMA. A lot of people have good wrestling in MMA. But not everybody has fight leveled, like fight plane ability. So they can't dictate it. GSP is the shining star example. Why are they going to stand or we're going to go on the ground? It's my choice. It's not you. You do nothing in this decision. Mm. It's me. (laughs) If I want to take you down, you're going down. Uh, That's kind of what Ben Askren does. We're, ben Askren's a wrestler. He smothers right. people. I'm taking you down, and we're going to wrestle this fight. I don't care how good of a striker you are. It's the Khabib. Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yep. It's, oh, no. I want to take you down because I want this fight to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a wrestling match. You know? They're, those are the caliber-level wrestlers who set that, and Kamaro has always had it. Okay. But he's also had good striking. Phenomenal striking. He works with Henry Hooft. Who works with uh, Luke Rockhold? Uh, who Henry Hooft himself is a like a renowned, world-renowned kickboxer. So I'm not surprised he has a good striking. Okay, but uh, it, it's that kind of ability. It's like Daniel Cormier. Okay. Oh, it's time to go to the ground now. I'm taking you down, <laughs> and then it goes to the ground. It's that kind of level. Um, I was surprised Kamara won, 
don't get me wrong. I thought Kamara was going to make it a, a really, really close fight. I just didn't expect him to ragdoll Tyron Woodley. And I think it's because Tyron Woodley just wasn't in the right place. I think he was tired, busy, stretched thin. He's rapping. He's doing like business ventures. I just think it was a matter of Tyron was just a... Not in the right mindset. Just not yeah. a full, not 100% there Tyron. Yeah. Versus a, a 100% there Kamara Usman. Hmm. Um, and I think that's what did it. I think that's what did it. The Tisha Torres versus Wiley Zhang was awesome. Cody Garbrandt. Did you see Cody Garbrandt lose to Pedro Munoz? Mm. Lost the exact... I, the amount of gifts I've seen of him losing to Pedro because he get got clipped the exact same way as he did against TJ. TJ. Three fights, the exact same finish for Cody. It's the right hand. Just boom. Connecting. So it's... He's predictable at this point. He, yeah, he, he just doesn't learn his lesson. He doesn't he fight. He doesn't gets into the, the his old habits. He fights emotionally. Yeah. He wants to just take off your head, and then he you get somebody coming at you like oh. that. Yeah, that was just uh, a little. I wonder what his reaction to that was, like in an interview, because I didn't watch any like post conference. <laughs> he he or... put out a statement of just like thank you everybody for the support. You know, this is I I still love doing this. I feel great. I'm fine because everybody keeps saying that he's done for because he's figured out and his skulls rattled. But Cody came out and just said, "No, I'll be back. I'll be back." Hmm. It's um, I don't know, man. It's you know what it is. I watched the Mickey Gall versus Diego Sanchez fight. Because I only saw the highlights. I didn't watch the full fight. I watched the full fight today at work. Mm. And I'm so glad I don't fight. Yeah, right. You know, like we talk about it. We joke about it. We give our opinions on it. But I'm so glad. And I say that because Mickey Gall is such a a good prospect. He was coming up. He beat CM Punk, which was whatever. And uh, he fought who? He fought Phil Jackson, right? I think think he fought. Phil Jackson, he beat Sage Northcutt. You know, he, he's been on the up and up. And then Diego Sanchez just fucking finished him. It's the, the term. So Diego's name, like Diego Nightmare, like the Nightmare Sanchez, is very fitting for the way he fights because he makes it a nightmare. He's mm. like a demon who's just trying to maul you. Isn't that the guy who'll just go in like berserk mode and yeah. then just start like yeah. with both hands? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Diego, Diego's been around since the. I think he's been around for a while. Yeah, I think he's been around since the Ultimate Fighter one. Holy shit! Yeah, he's one. Of the, he, he's he he doesn't need to prove anything anymore. But I, he just loves fighting. But uh, it, it was watching Mickey Gall, this young kid, get beaten up by this veteran, was a weird moment of retrospect to see to see somebody in over their head because mm. Mickey was he was I guess he was beat the hell up from his weight cut and he wasn't feeling good he went in there okay and then diego just beat the shit out of him and it was a matter of seeing somebody it's like when you see a street fight video when somebody's clearly not gonna win right and you see them panicking in a way of just oh shit i'm about to get fucked up Mm. and you see them get fucked up yep and everybody's like oh like like that that kind of reaction yeah yeah. that's how i felt watching that fight because i just thought oh fuck this is so bad i can't believe this is happening Mm. um but it made me realize just i'm so lucky to not have to fight speaking of not fighting and we mentioned him a few times already gsp retiring finally retired what were your thoughts you know it was like a, a bittersweet type of thing like you know what 
I, I know you've mentioned like, no, I didn't want, I didn't, I really didn't want him to come back. Like it was nice to see he came back after being on a four year hiatus, you know, and with the Bisping fight, like that was him rusty. Like he did an amazing <laughs> job still. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been nice to see him go back to welterweight and just, you know. I think just just just. Well, what were your thoughts when you found when out? He, when he finally retired? Yeah, like what was your initial thought? I'm happy for him. You know what? He's one of those guys too, though. Where, uh, I mean, he's someone that you can look at and say, "Well, what does he have to prove anymore?" Well, that's what I said. You know, what does he have to do this for? Anymore? Right. And I know he may put out the statement. You know, he's still going to continue doing his thing. He's live, still going to train in martial arts. Martial arts, working out. You know. Um, he his uh his Faraz Sahabi, his coach, actually said uh George will come back if Conor McGregor wins the belt. Oh he will. Well, See, but he now won't, he won't will. That would be the only thing that could pique his interest to try to come out of retirement. Would be if Conor McGregor maybe just do like a that one fight and then Yeah, if Conor comes back to his top level that he was before the Mayweather fights, like right after he smashed Eddie Alvarez with his hands behind his back. Oh yeah. Um if it if that Conor returns George wants that challenge. Interesting. He said, if anything, because they said, is George definitely done? And Frost said, he's 100% unless the only thing that could possibly get him talking or thinking about it would be if Vintage Connor returns. That's it. Hmm. I mean, he, in my opinion, I don't think I mean, when it comes to age, never mind, like, the mental aspect of it, right? And obviously, the wars this guy has been through. But he's been healing a lot. Think about how much off time off he's had. Yeah, and I understand, too, he has that... Um, colitis. Yeah. Um, but that's been... I, I he fixed like he, it. He fixed his colitis with uh, time-restricted eating and intermittent yes, fasting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like he's still young enough to to go on. I mean, we see guys in their 40s. You know, mm-hmm. who are still in the game, who still do pretty decent anyways. Um, you know, but I, I respect his decision. I mean, it's... it's With him, it's kind of tough. You know, I mean, you and I over the years have seen a lot of people retire or even just get dethroned from their championship status. And, you know, now we have just a whole flock of new fighters coming in. But GSP was like... That was the one guy you turned me on to. And, uh, you know, so it's like, damn, you know, like that's, that's, he's really retiring now. Um, I mean, I'm happy for him and I, in a way I kind of agree. I I feel like he wasn't happy this with the sport aspect of it. And I know he had his issues with, uh, the whole corporate thing, you know, with them signing on onto Reebok and, um, I guess this is just. For the best, you know? I think it's for the best. Yeah. When I saw it, I thought, oh, shit. Well, I'm good for him. That's like, that was my thought process. I yeah. thought, oh, shit. It's like, as much as I want to see you continue for the next 10, at least 10 more years, which I'm is glad, unrealistic. I'm glad, I'm glad you're stopping. Yeah. I'm glad you're stopping. Yeah. Don't, you don't need it. There's no need. Speaking of stopping, we're starting. Yes. We're going to go do some shit. Yep. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Muchas gracias. Peace. Uh, Yeah. Have a good time. Peace.